0: This is the the Devil's State State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey hockey Podcast podcast Network. network. Now here's here's your host, host, Neil Neil Villapiano. I'm back, Devil's fans, and it feels so good to record this after a big-time win. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant Neo Villa Piano, and welcome to another much anticipated episode of the Devil State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as SportsWire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to said podcast episode. And thank you guys so much for being as patient as you've been. It has been a long time. It has been about two weeks since the last time you heard you, you get a chance to listen to a podcast episode And in a little bit, I'll give you an explanation as to where I've been in case you don't know. But this podcast episode and everything we do here at The Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You guys know the deal. If you want to get in on all the awesome, unbelievable opportunities to get huge cash prizes, you go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now. You sign up with our promo code THPN. And as always... Tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. Once again, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind Podcast. I had no idea how I was going to be the next time I record an episode. And the reason simply is the fact that I have been under the weather the past almost two weeks. It really started back on December 11th um, the day after we lost against the New York Islanders. And it's really funny. <clears throat> it's really funny because someone did mention it to me on Twitter that ever since I got sick, that's when the devil's losing streak began. And it was a lot of people was like, it wasn't going to end until I got better and for the devil's, it has been one hell of the last two weeks, and not in a good way. Uh, the Devils, prior to the game against the Florida Panthers on Wednesday night, uh, were on a six-game losing streak, uh, going 0-5-1 in the process. We lost 6-4 to four Friday, December 9th to the Islanders' crazy game. crazy game. Then we lost 4-3 uh, to three to the New York Rangers in overtime after ha- blowing a two-goal lead. Lost the very next night four to one to the Dallas Stars. Lost a really annoying game two to one to the Philadelphia Flyers, in which Damon Severson basically almost single handedly cost us the game with a terrible turnover. And then we had the big, let's call it controversial loss to the Florida Panthers. And it really wasn't controversial in the sense of that. Oh, you know, we lost because the refs screwed us or anything. It was more of the fact of what had happened at the end of the first period where Nico Heischer, not deliberately by any means, hit Alexander Barkov in the left leg, and he did not return. And he has not returned to play um, since that injury. And the Florida Panthers went after him hard the rest of the game, tried to hit him, tried to make their point across that they were not happy about that, um, about, you know, what Nico did. But again... I've said this before and I'll say it again. Nico is not a dirty player. And in by no means did he try to do that on purpose. I understand the retaliation. I don't like the fact that the Devils didn't stand up for Nico and didn't try to protect him and everything like that. And Lindy Ruff said it himself. He didn't like the res- the lack of a response to that. Um, but still, I understood where the Panthers were coming from. But I just thought it was ridiculous. I'll give him credit, though. It didn't prevent them. It didn't phase them, really, as they were still able to get a win on the road, uh, four to two. And then the devils traveled to Carolina for one of the biggest games of the season, a battle for first place in the metropolitan division. And the devils got embarrassed, quite frankly, giving up a shorthanded goal, giving up a goal, 20 seconds into the game. And really were just never in the game at all. And luckily they were not, they were able to not get shut out with the Jack Hughes goal. So that brings us to Wednesday night in Florida on national TV, TNT, against the florida panthers a rematch from last saturday so the devil's coming into this i'll be very honest with you i had very little to no confidence this losing streak felt like what i had seen in years past the last decade quite frankly where when this team would get to adversity they would falter and they would just allow things to snowball and the devils knew going into this game they had to find a way to stop the bleeding and I had said before that the only way the Devils were going to get out of this losing streak and get back in the win column was that they had to win a game ugly. It wasn't going to be pretty. It wasn't going to be this game where we absolutely dominate from start to finish. We had to slowly get back to our game, do a couple of different things and do things correctly again and find a way to take advantage of the opportunities that were given. And when this game started, quite frankly, it looked like it was just another loss because first of all, We lose Ryan Graves um, to a knee injury. And to be quite honest with you guys, we still don't have any update on him. I'm fearing long-term that this could be a very severe injury. He couldn't put any weight on that injury. He had to be carried off the ice by several players and trainers. So we'll see what what happens, what transpires over the next couple of games. Also, John Marino didn't play in this game, doing an upper body injury. So the Devils are somewhat depleted on the back end. Um, moving forward. The hope is is that John Marinos can come back and play sooner rather than later. Same thing with, um, with Ryan Graves because we will need those guys throughout the rest of the season. And we're still dealing with, you know, the longevity of Nate bastion. Uh, Hopefully Andre plot within the next couple of weeks can come back. Uh, Ideally we'd like to try to get a little bit healthier as we get, you know, more and more into the season. Like we really, really need to get healthier. So Losing Ryan Graves a minute 13 into the game was not ideal. What also wasn't ideal was just a couple of minutes into the game. Eric Stahl scores a goal, you know, through a mad scramble. Devils couldn't get the puck out of their zone. And ultimately the Panthers got the one nothing lead. So right then and there, like four minutes, 45 seconds into this one, you already felt like, well, this is probably going to be another loss, but Give the Devils credit. They got to the power play and just like, what, five, six seconds into it, right off the face-off, Jesper Bratt scores on a one-timer. For the first time in, I really don't even know how long it has been since the last time that he actually scored a goal. If I remember correctly, uh, prior to that, the last time he scored was December 6th against the Blackhawks. Um, and also the last time we won a game So uh, prior to prior to this game against Florida. So it had been a long time since Jesper Bright had gotten on the board, but luckily he did. Jack Hughes getting moving his point streak to four games, so he's on another point streak. 21st assist. Dougie Hamilton, surprisingly, and I say surprisingly because I didn't realize this, he has 18 assists on the year. So he's actually done a pretty good job offensively, and it was more of a relief that we were finally able to get a power play goal and ultimately tie the game. And that's where things stood at the end of one period. And I remember saying on social, I said, that was an okay first period. We didn't like, we didn't dominate it. You know, we gave up the first goal. We lost Ryan Graves to an injury, uh, but we were able to score a power play goal and ultimately tie the game. What I was impressed by from the Devils as a collective group, was the fact that they were very physical uh, uh, in that game. They really decided that they were going to bang the body. They were going to generate hits. Um, they got out hit 18 to 16. But the fact that the Devils actually at one point were out hitting the, the the Panthers and actually being as physical and responding to every big time hit the Florida was giving them, I think was a really, really good thing for this team. Because as we know, we have a lot of very small sometimes soft players that are not going to be physical and we get thrown around very easily. And for a lot of guys, particularly guys like Brendan Smith to be as physical as they were last night, I think it was really, really important for the team in in regards to um, in regards to trying to get a win and Mackenzie Blackwood in his first start since November 3rd. And, you know, he came in relief in the third period against um, Carolina He was tremendous in this game. He made a lot of big-time saves that kept us in this game when the Devils were still struggling defensively and not really generating a lot. I didn't think the second period was all that bad, except the fact that we gave up a power play goal literally as it's expiring. And, you know, Dawson Mercer makes a very bad defensive play where he just gets spun out of control by Sam Bennett. Bennett gets it over to Lusterinen, and he's able to beat, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, top shelf. It's one of those where you would have liked to see Blackwood get the save there and you'd hope that he would, but he didn't. So overall, a really, really tough break and the Devils went down two to one and that's where things were going into the third period. So after 40 minutes of play, this was probably the best the Devils had played in this bad stretch that they have been in. And so you looked at it and you said, all right, you're only down by one. You have a whole third period to go. You have a chance here to get going here. And this was one of those defining moments of the season where it's like, okay, are we going to allow this losing streak to continue to absorb us and let this, you know, continue here and lose this game? Or are we going to fight back and find a way to win this game? And sure enough, not even three minutes into the period, Devils get a turnover at center ice. Jesper Bratt coming down on a two-on-one, and he snipes one under the glove of Sergei Bobrovsky and in tie the game. He gets his second of the night, and the Devils tied up 244 into the third. Dougie Hamilton getting his second point of the night. Jesper Bratt with his second goal, 12th of the year. And overall, really good job. It was very big. And it was very important that the Devils were able to early on in that period respond and get themselves tied. And the Devils, they didn't overwhelm uh, Florida in the third period, but they certainly generated a lot of more high scoring chances in the third period. They looked like the t- they looked more like the team we had seen prior this year, you know, with the 13 game winning streak and all the success we had. Earlier this season, they looked a lot better. So that was a really positive thing to see. And you could, and again, Blackwood made some big time saves to keep the game tied. As a matter of fact, just prior to the goal for Brett, Blackwood had made an unreal glove save to deny, I forgot who it was at the top of my head, but deny somebody on the Panthers from making it a two goal lead. And in my opinion, the way this has been going, if it had gotten to three to one, you know, the game probably would have been over and, you know, the Devils would have lost this game. But then right after that, the Devils go down and score. And again, it is amazing what a big time save from your goaltender can do as a response just seconds later to ultimately tie the game. So the game is tied and we move about halfway through the third period, Michael McLeod coming up the right side. And I remember yelling, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. Instead, he kind of carried it around the net Got it back to the top of the point to Jonas Siegenthaler. He takes a wrist shot and an absolutely beautiful deflection by Yegor Sharon Govich, of all people. He scores, and the Devils grab their first lead of the night and one of the few leads that they've had in this losing streak. Big time goal from Sharon Govich. That goal was definitely. For baby Christian. So, congratulations again, by the way, to Sharon Govich and his lovely wife on the birth of their first child. But Sharon Govich finally, finally gets himself a much needed goal. It had been so long since he had scored. He has not scored uh, until um, since November 28th against the Rangers. Which was the first time we, which was when we beat them back on November 28th. That was the last time he had scored at all. So if you're looking at it, that's nearly 10 games since the last time Sharon Govich scored a goal, but it was a big one. Ninth of the year, Seagathar and McLeod both get assists. Uh, they're 11th each of the year. So it's kind of crazy. Again, this shows you how crazy that 13 game winning streak and every and all the success we had earlier this year was that a lot of these guys have so many points, even at this stage of the season. But the Devils have the lead. But you got 9 minutes and 50 seconds still to go in this game. And I'll be very honest with you. The Devils did fall back. They fell back defensively and basically were trying to protect the lead, which, again, if you know me and you listen to the podcast long enough, you know I'm not a big fan of that. I am not a big fan of... The Devils falling back, playing this defensive John Hines type hockey where we're just trying to protect the lead instead of being aggressive and trying to get the next goal. I kept saying to myself, the Devils have to get another goal here, and it can't be an empty netter. It has to be another goal with Bobrovsky in net. You got to go up four to two with a couple minutes to go. You got to put that adversity in the face of the Florida Panthers and tell them they're not winning tonight. But Devils just could not get themselves on the goal. Um, Bobrovsky gets pulled with about two and a half minutes to go. And, you know, the Panthers, they put a full full court press at the end. They really, really tried a couple really good block shots, particularly one from um, Kevin Ball, who blocked it with his left wrist. That was not an easy block by any means. So that was a really good block by Kevin Ball, who came into the lineup for the injured John Marino. And, and again, Kevin Ball, whenever he plays, He just seems to just play a really good defensive game. So now with Marino out and Graves potentially out, there's a chance the ball might play a lot more, which is good news, but also bad news because we've lost a couple of our key defensemen. But anyway, good block there. Devils blocked a couple of good chances. And then Jack Hughes, you know, he, he dumped it down the ice, and it looked like it was going in, and it bounced a couple of times and went wide to the right side. But the Devils were able to actually prevent an offside and an icing. And then eventually Tomas Tatar was able to steal it. He got knocked down, but was able to tap it in with his backhand into the empty net to give the Devils the 4-2 to lead with 40 seconds to go. And then all hell broke loose. Entire line brawl. Guys are punching, pushing, and shoving. And then we had that key situation where Matthew Kachuk is getting pushed into the boards, by the right arm of Damon Severson. Nico Heischer's to the right of Severson, and Matthew Kachuk sees Nico and immediately goes after him, grabs him by the head. He actually punched him two or three times in the back of the head, literally is what I call a cheap shot, and the refs were trying to break them both up, and Matthew Kachuk, he broke away from the ref and went right back after Nico again, and I was yelling at the TV saying, could somebody please go help Nico, because he was getting absolutely mollywopped at the end there. But Nico, to his credit, held his own. He did not get hurt as far as I saw. He seemed to be okay. He had his helmet off, and he was he was definitely gassed. He definitely took a lot of energy out of that. Um, Matthew Kachuk actually ended up getting thrown out of the game. The Devils, throughout all of that, actually ended up on a power play for the last 39 seconds of this contest. Uh, the Devils wisely put Nico on the bench and did not put him back in the game for the rest of the 39 seconds. The Devils were able to run out the clock, And ultimately, get a win on the road on national TV, beating the Florida Panthers by the final score of 4-2, to finally ending the six-game losing streak. Now, granted, again, we've lost six of our last seven, but for the Devils to finally break off this losing streak, get a win on the road, knowing how massive the next two games are at home against the top-seeded Boston Bruins is so important is so important for a couple of reasons. Number one, just getting off the losing streak in general is a massive boost because it obviously, as we all know, it feels so much better to win. It feels better when you win on the road as well because then you go into a hostile environment with a team that obviously was looking for some revenge for what happened to Barkov. And the Devils did look like that they were going to drop this game. But thanks to Jesper Bratt's two goals, Sharon Govich getting the GWG, and Mackenzie Blackwood doing so well in that game. I mean, he was he was the number one reason we won this game. He really was. He did a phenomenal job as he ended up stopping 34 of the 36 shots that he faced. He looked a lot more like the 2019-2020 version of Mackenzie Blackwood, which was phenomenal. Blackwood got his fifth win of the year. He's 5-2-0. And it definitely does bring up the question of, is this, knock on wood, Hopefully the Blackwood that we're going to see moving forward, because if this is, then we finally have that solidified tandem of Vitek, Vanacek and Blackwood. Now, Vanacek, the last three or four games he's played, has really struggled. But then again, so is the rest of the team. The question becomes, who are you going to start on Friday? I personally would go with Blackwood only because ride the hot hand. He won the last game. He was really good. Go from there. Because then after that, you have a handful of days off because the Devils, after the game on Friday against Boston, go on the Christmas break and don't play again until Wednesday, also at home against the Boston Bruins. So, you know, this is a really good point. It's either do you start Blackwood in this one and then check in the next or do you do it the other way? I honestly wouldn't mind either goaltender. Because although Vanacek has struggled of late, I still feel confident that he can bounce back and have a good game. And I think now that the Devils have been able to get a win on the, you know, on the road and obviously break off this losing streak, I think is massive. And the other point that I wanted to make is why this win is so important is that it gives the team a lot more confidence going into these next two games against the Bruins. These are two of the biggest games of the season because as we pointed out before, the schedule really doesn't get easier moving forward. Like if you think about it, right? You have Boston the next two games, then you go to Pittsburgh, then to start the next calendar year, you play Carolina. Uh you play the Rangers who have really been playing well, Carolina again, and then you go on this long West Coast road trip against two decent teams. I mean, the Kings have been decent, the Kraken have been tremendous, Anaheim and San Jose. Definitely been uh struggling of late, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is you know, you have some games, you have some games coming up in the next couple of games that are really big because they're against some, you know, divisional opponents who have been playing really good hockey of late, and you're trying to maintain pace in the metropolitan division. Devils right now tied for first place in the metropolitan division, although Carolina has a game in hand. They play on Thursday. Um, so there's that. I should also mention that the Bruins play on Thursday. So they will be playing the second of a back-to-back when they travel to the Prudential Center on Friday. So hopefully the Devils can catch the Bruins who might be a little bit tired from a back from the second of a back-to-back. Although the Panthers face the Devils in the second of a back-to-back for the Devils and the Devils were able to find a way to win. So again, you know, you know, who knows what could happen, um, you know, in these games, but I think, the important thing here, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Devils were able to win and get themselves off this losing streak. And it was just such a relief. It was just such a relief um, to see that. Uh, so I'm really happy the Devils were able to go. I did. Like I said, yesterday when I was, you know, thinking about recording, I did not know how it was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to be, you know, feeling better or if I was going to be upset. And that could be both for physically physically as well as the way the Devils have been playing. Um, but the Devils were able to get a win, and I think it was really important for the team to get that win, get some confidence, and now they get ready for two games against the Boston Bruins. It's going to be it's gonna be a challenge. It's going to be a big challenge for this team, and it's a question of how are they going to respond. I think that really is um, the big one at the end of the day. So we shall see. Um, I did mention – that Carolina is playing on Thursday. They're in Pittsburgh. So that should be a tough one. Um, and Boston is at home against Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg's been playing really well of late, but Boston has been the Kings of, you know, home ice advantage. I mean, they've done a phenomenal job losing, I think once or twice so far this season at home and neither one of them in regulation, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, they've been playing, they've been playing really, really good hockey. So again, with the win, the Devils now move to 22-9-2 on the season, good for 46 points. They are currently tied with Carolina for first place in the Metro and currently tied with both the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes for third-best points-wise in the NHL. And they are one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights for second, who have 47 And the Bruins. Have a now somewhat of a cushion, now at 52 points on the year. But I think that's the most remarkable thing. Because the fact that the Devils, despite going on a six game losing streak where they got one point in those six games, for them to still be top five in the NHL in points, I think is a massive, you know, positive thing for this team that they're still very much in the thick of everything at the top of their division and the top of the NHL or close to it, um, despite that. That also shows the amount of damage, positively positive damage the Devils made earlier this year. I mean, you think about it, the the, the Devils had a phenomenal month of November and they've had a horrible December with just three wins in the month of December, um, but they're still right there. They're still right there as tied for the second most points in the Eastern Conference. So they're still very much in this. And now the hope is is that the Devils can use this win to generate a couple more moving forward um, for them, which would be very, very important. Like I said, you have three more games in the month of December. Ideally, I mean, in a, in a in a perfect world, the Devils win the next three games and finish the month, getting six wins in December, and finish the month on a four-game winning streak. That would be great. Is it realistic? I would have said it's more realistic if this was a month ago, but it's not. So I think, realistically speaking, I do think the Devils are going to find a way to get one of, at least one of the two wins at home against the Bruins. Um, can they win in Pittsburgh? It's very possible that they can. They've done it before. They've had success against Pittsburgh, but they've been playing really good hockey of late, so it's going to be a challenge. And then you have Carolina again, this time at home. So that's so that's actually, you know, that that certainly can help. Um you have Carolina, and then you have Detroit and St. Louis um, next Wednesday and Thursday, um, or two Wednesday, two weeks from now, uh, Wednesday and Thursday at Detroit, and then at home against St. Louis. Two games that you could definitely win. Because um, when I look at January, um, I look at the situation where there's a lot of games that Devils can win and continue to get going here. So, yeah, I mean, again, these are two massive games coming up. These are high price games. I mean, I saw the tickets like went through the roof price wise, um, after last night, it should be a sold out game. And I'm hoping that a lot of Devils fans will be at this game. I would love to be there, but due to health reasons, and also the fact of financial reasons, I'm not going to be at these games, but I will be covering them as you already know. And I'm looking forward to covering these games. I'm very much excited about it. And, uh, I'm really uh I'm really pumped that the Devils were able to get a win last night, get themselves off the six game losing streak and you know give them some momentum. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens with Ryan Graves, we'll see what happens with John Marino. Um I would expect a guy like maybe Nikita Ohutuk uh who had this massive hit on uh on Tuesday night in the comeback win for Utica um where he basically just like he knocked out a guy with one punch and I'm like him a guy like Geertzen, it would be great to have them potentially come up and maybe fill in some roles as being physical, I think would be really, really big for this team. But we'll see. We'll see what happens over the next 24 to 48 hours and go from there. But the bottom line is simply this, guys. Massive games coming up, massive games. And I know I'll have an episode out for Monday, uh, so I'll actually be recording on Christmas. But I will say this. I wish all of you who are listening a very happy Holidays, a very Merry Christmas, a Happy um, Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa uh, to everybody who celebrates it. And thank you guys, as always, for taking your time to check these episodes out. And thank you for your patience as well. I really appreciate it. Uh, Again, I've been dealing with uh, mostly a cold the last, like, you know, almost two weeks. It hasn't been great, but I'm slowly but surely on the mend. I'm slowly but surely getting better. Uh, hopefully over the next couple of days, I really improve. And in the next, another couple of days, I will be back to relatively full strength. But, uh, again, thank you guys so much for being patient with me and I appreciate you, you know, checking out this episode. And again, if you're new to double state of my podcast, make sure to give me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. It really, really does help out the podcast. I also just saw once again on chartable that, uh, we're back in the top 100, um, Hot hockey podcasts in North America. So I think we're like number 86 right now. So thank you guys so much for all the support you guys have given me and continue to make the double state of Mind podcast. One of the best podcasts for hockey in the United States and also a very popular one throughout the world. But um, I'll be back to regular, you know, Mondays and Thursdays posting episodes. I appreciate your guys' um, patience with me. And uh, the last thing I will say, let's go Devils, and let's get back to rolling, baby. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, the New Jersey Devils, how many goals will be scored, more than five, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.